0: Hello and welcome to Is This It's Anime? I am your quote unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us for the first time is my wonderful sister, Daisy Metcalf. And McKenna, I just realized I don't know your last name. Do you have a last name?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's Auckland.
0: Fantastic. We're all learning new things. You know, you, dear listener, are learning new things. I'm learning new things. (laughs) This is an exciting episode. So we're both. We're both kind of strapped for time, so we're going to get right into it. So, anytime I have a new guest, the first question I ask is, What is your anime experience? So, Daisy, what is your anime experience? What is your pr- past experience with anime in the past?
2: Uh, well, my anime experience is that I only really know anime because of you, Jack. Um, you've been pretty obsessed with it for, for many, many, many years, and I never really thought much of it. I thought it was kind of like geeky and dorky and weird. But I know that it's like it's kind of taken off in um, mainstream pop culture now. Um, it, people seem to really love it and like dress after anime characters. I think a lot of people actually look like anime characters now. A lot of people with colored hair look like. I, I, the show that McKenna and I were watching I recognized a lot of people on that show I know a lot of people that look like that In real life Which is kind of funny
0: Yeah um, cosplay is what it's called oh, and, what? Certainly, yeah, and certainly spy family I've seen a lot of cosplay for uh, The lead adult character at least Which is good not the not the younger character Because that would be very bad But I've seen a lot of uh, cosplay for the lead adult lady Character Yor uh, For sure <laughs>
2: Yeah, but now my new anime experience is that it's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's fun. McKenna really, really, really liked it. We were on episode five last night.
0: Shit, you went ahead. That's dope. Um, Because I considered... um, We're only going to talk about the first four episodes, uh, just for the record, dear listener. Because, again, I think those first four are a solid arc. But that's dope that you watched uh, the fifth episode. Um, So, McKenna, what is your experience with anime?
1: um my experience is slim to none i don't think i've ever watched like a full episode before i watched that i always forget what the name of that show is but it's a movie it's super classic and then it's like that child who's like wandering through the market and then goes into like another world or something it's like a really old school anime movie and i always forget what it's called but i watched that like years ago oh it's like swept away or something
0: spirited away i like how you refer yeah. to a movie i like how you refer to a movie from the year 2000 as old school and that just makes me curl up into an old man
1: but i feel like maybe old school was the wrong term but i feel like that was just like that one is so classic
0: absolutely it? it was the uh, one of the first it was the first anime film to win an academy award for uh, best animated wow. picture
1: oh god
0: yeah, and it was directed by Heyo Miyazaki. Miyazaki is like the Disney of Japan. So his movies are classics. We could have easily just done a Ghibli movie because those are like, even among non anime people, people know that Ghibli has prestige. But, yeah. you know, we've already done three Ghibli movies on the podcast. And, you know, I, I like to have deeper cuts, even though this anime we're talking about is not a deep cut. It is a very, very popular show. <laughs> uh, so the show we are talking about is Spy Family The X is Silent. So that's already one thing you probably just learned. Uh, yeah,
2: we did the exercise.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, this series uh, started off like a lot of anime. It started off as a manga. So, again, you guys, you guys are entry level. So, this is going to be an entry level podcast. So, some of you more experienced, your listeners, you're going to be like, "Oh shit, Jack's repeating himself a ton." But hey, guess what? Maybe people are just like, "Hey, it's Daisy and McKenna. I'll finally listen to this podcast." So. Here we go. We're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of new listeners from this. Anyways, uh, Spy Family, it started off <laughs> as a manga in the, uh, magazine Shonen Jump. So again, just, uh, just for, for you noobs, Shonen Jump is kind of like the Marvel or DC of, uh, Japanese comics. It's where a lot of, if you want to have an anime adaptation, if you get into Shonen Jump, uh, magazine, you're probably getting one. And if you don't, it's cause your series is bad or, uh, impossible to animate um so it was created by tatsuya endo his uh, first two manga series were uh not similar to spy family at all they were about a serial killer and witch hunting <laughs> and his editor uh shihei lin was the one who encouraged him to come up with a more bright and cheerful manga in 2018 endo wrote a one shot called i spy which was about a spy named a4 who meets a young girl with extraordinary abilities and she has a crush on him and then uh hilarious misunderstandings ensue and this one shot would form an early basis for Spy Family. Endo was also an editor uh, on the manga. Fi- no, he wasn't an editor. He was an assistant on the manga Fire Punch. Which bit of backstory for this podcast? We were going to do Chainsaw Man, and then uh, Daisy and McKenna watched ten minutes of it, and we're like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> which totally Guilty. fair. It's, it's it's totally fair. It's all good. Uh, we did find another wonderful guest for Chainsaw Man, but yeah, he was an assistant to the um, creator of Chainsaw Man's previous manga, which is actually a kind of a funny connection. And they both started around the same time. So these two series are kind of intertwined, despite the fact that, you know, uh, one is a very gory series and also very horny. And this other one is like a nice, fun uh, series about, you know, some spies trying to form a family. Yeah,
1: I actually said that and I noticed that within literally the first like five minutes of chainsaw man i said to think i was like very horny energy with this one
0: you guys so, didn't even get to the extra horny stuff i mean it, yeah. it, it goes uh, harder and harder with,
2: yeah it, so it was laced with um sexual innuendos
0: yeah chainsaw man has a heart but again if you want to if you want to hear us just talk about chainsaw man that'll be next week's episode so it's all good we gotta talk about spy family that's what the people are here for mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So the saying in Spy Family was chosen because Endo felt, when it comes to espionage, you think of the Cold War. And he fictionalized the countries to give the series more freedom. Spy Family was published on March 25th, 2019 through Shonen Jump Plus, which is an online version of Shonen Jump Magazine. It was named the most popular webcomic of 2019. And the manga has run for 10 volumes and sold over 29 million copies. So. This is a big fucking hit. It is a New York Times bestseller. Multiple volumes are New York Times bestsellers. It's uh, taken up many sections of Barnes & Noble. Uh, Marvel and DC, you know, they make the movies, but their comics are not selling nearly as well as this stuff. It's all about the manga at this point when it comes to bookstores. Wow. Well, it's just such a fun, happy series. Um, so this anime, it premiered on April 9th, 2022, and it was produced by... No, Stu- oh, yeah, it's new. It's new.
2: Wait, so so this anime has sold 29 million copies
0: not the anime the manga so it's a it started off as a comic oh wow so yeah it sold 10 volumes spread out about like 30 million copies so that's you know three three million a volume effectively
1: Mm -hmm. that's those are impressive numbers yeah i'm curious what what company can i
2: do they are they publicly trading
0: I think maybe Shuhei, I don't know. You'd have to look at the J- Japanese uh,
2: stock. So many people were interested.
0: <laughs> Japanese stock exchange, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to Google this. Later. You can Google that. Also, guess what? There is a musical adaptation coming out. It is uh, premiering March 8th of this year. So. Oh,
1: we love musicals.
0: Yeah, a musical stage adaptation. Of course, you have to go to Japan if you want to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it There's is no called...
1: no
2: bootleg copy?
0: uh i don't know maybe if you uh pay pay for me for a trip to japan i can I, ho- I can hook you up with one but i don't know um so the uh the adaptation is of course called musical spy family <laughs> so you know very original title but you know tells you what you need to know straight, Anyways, to straight to the point musical spy family i'm sure it's delightful i mean this series for one thing let, let's start from the top i love the intro to this series it is so goddamn joyful
2: yeah we skipped it actually you skip the intro? Yes, I'm, a, I'm an intro skipper. I'm, oh I'm sorry, Dragon. Jagu- <laughs>
0: this is because what you're is- new to anime. Anime intros are the best.
2: Anytime to put up on the screen, skip intro. I'm going <laughs> to like, click it. Even for White Lotus, I click it. Even I love the song. I love it a lot. <laughs> I like, yeah, always skip.
0: You you break my heart, Daisy. You break my heart. Yeah, oh my I, god.
2: This is to want to lie and say yeah, great it's intro.
0: A- yeah. Well, you know what? You can tell me your reaction after you can text me later and I'll add in that the show notes or something.
2: <laughs> the intro on a separate link?
0: Daisy, you know how to YouTube. I don't actually I don't Wait, know if you, you do said, know how to YouTube.
2: You <laughs> sent me the, the intro. Um you sent me the, or, the, the intro.
0: Oh my god. So, um
2: anyway. I, anyway.
0: Anyways, moving on, we got to talk about the actual show. So this the series opens up with a diplomat being assassinated when his car crashes due to suspiciously faulty brakes. And so a bunch of dudes in the boardroom suggests that they use their best agent, who is codenamed Twilight. And Twilight is a master of disguise. <laughs> um, so we see him, uh, you know, he's doing one of those things where it's like the the guy gives them the secret info and then the guy. M- Meets the other guy who he thinks is him, but actually it was already him because he was disguised as the guy. He's like, oh, shit, I gave the files to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because, again, master of disguise, you know.
1: Yeah, he he has people's faces as masks on.
0: Yeah, it's a good ability to have. And I guess he can also mimic their voice, too. Uh, he's just he's amazing at it. And so Twilight... As Robert, uh, he breaks up with his girlfriend uh, and she's, you know, they're at like a fancy party and she's like, oh, wouldn't it be so amazing to get married? And he's like, "Nope, uh, my mission's over. I'm breaking up with you, girl. <laughs> and he declares hopes of marriage, the joys of an ordinary life. I threw all, the, all that away in the rubbish with my ID papers when I became a spy. Guess what? This might be disproven later on in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lloyd, he gets a new mission. His target is the leader of the National Unity Party, Donovan Desmond. And to get close to him, he will have to marry and have a child in seven days because Donovan is very private and only appears at school functions with his son. So he has to enroll this child that he finds in seven days at an academy that Donovan's son attends. And this operation is called Operation Strix. And Lloyd, he's got a name. It's Lloyd Forger, and he is a professional psychologist um let's talk about lloyd just in general let's just kind of focus on the basics here um first of all isn't this cast just delightful these these three lead characters
1: yeah i really like their dynamic and i genuinely thought there was a ton of um character growth especially on lloyd's part like even just what you were just saying where how twilight was like oh like family children marriage like that would never be a part of my life and then next thing you know that's basically all his life is surrounded about but i thought that was cool i like the way that you see their growth throughout the episodes and you can kind of see like his emotion and heart coming more into it instead of just the mission which i thought was cool
0: yeah uh when when we see him go to the orphanage he's just like listen i just need a child who can read and write yeah (laughs) is this this like is this like an orphanage it's just like a shop right you're just like hey this is what i want
1: (laughs) yeah like picking out a new jacket
0: and, uh yeah, yeah,
2: Lloyd or
1: Twilight has no idea what
2: he's in for. He yeah. picked that spoiler alert. uh can I say it, Jack?
0: It, well, yeah, it's like we're jumping ahead. It's fine,
1: yeah,
0: uh, she is a
2: not a psychic. she's a telepath. she's a
0: telepath. I was just waiting for Daisy to see if she could get that word right. I'm like, should I tell her? <laughs> I was just like, do I make, do I make Daisy scream? again? This is, you know, it's a, we're talking about a family show and it's, you know, a family episode with my sisters. So, Hey, we, we can fuck around like that. Um, it all worked out. It all worked out anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so Anya, she is the, uh, the psychic child. She's got, you know, cute pink hair. Um, okay. Anya. Telepath Jack. Pardon me? She's a telepath. Didn't I say telepath? It's psychic. <laughs> oh shit. Fuck. You got me. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the director describes Anya as weird but smart, and uh, Anya is completing advanced-level crossword puzzles. And yes, unbeknownst to Lloyd, Anya is a telepath who was created by scientists. Actually, in the manga, you get a brief page or two of Anya's backstory, which is not present so far in the anime that I've seen. So it's just like two pages, but it's basically like um Anya's like crying and she just wants to draw, and like these mean scientists are like, listen, you have to study because, you know, we've... Uh, what is it? Uh, first of all, they tell her she can never tell anyone about her powers, and that drawing is pointless. And she needs to study and drain her powers. So Anya has been through some stuff that we have not seen yet. You know?
1: Oh, that was it. That was in the anime. Oh shit, maybe, was it? Maybe not so in depth, but there definitely was because when she was studying for the exam, and then Lloyd was like, "You have to study, Anya." And oh, did, like a flashback.
0: Oh, I totally missed that somehow. I I, I was so when I was reading. Um, I was both watching and reading the manga at the same time to compare.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. So we, we did get a little bit of that. It was some scientists and they were saying like, there's no time for drawing. You just have to study. So I think that that's why she was so sensitive around studying with Lloyd for the exam.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, so it is present. So okay. there, I guess there are minimal changes uh, in this adaptation. So um, <laughs> here's uh, when Anya is like introduced to like the landlord, she's like, I'm Anya. I've always been Papa's daughter.
1: She takes his advice a little bit too literally. Sometimes I've noticed throughout the series.
0: I mean, the, the fuck th- that's the thing about the show. The dynamic is so basic, but it's just so good because again, yeah. Anya can read mine. So she has this brilliant ability, but she's also six. So, you know,
1: I yeah, want to say she was like that child, like not necessarily like, um,
0: she's not dumb, but it's like, again, she, she, you know, she mistakes things like, uh, when, when she sees a bakery, she's like, Oh, a bakery I want bacon. Yeah, that was sweet. I liked that she said that. <clears throat> she, she could have been such an annoying character and yet they, they do such a good job with her where, again, the, the comedic timing is so precise with this show.
1: I agree. I feel like a lot of times even just like a child's like the higher pitch voice can sometimes just automatically sit on you as more annoying. But I do think Anya's character has more levels to it than just like a six year old child. So it makes her more interesting and fun to watch.
0: Uh, yeah, when, when she makes the uh, bacon read comment um, Lloyd, Lloyd uh, thinks to himself, he's like, oh, maybe that crossword was a fluke. Maybe I can trade her in. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. So the, the, the characters in the series, uh, both um, Lloyd and Yor, they have a lot of inner monologues. And that could have just been like a cheat to just like give you insight. But because Anya is a psychic, she can listen to all their thoughts, which... Mm-hmm. It means they're, st- they're still speaking it. It's not a cheat. It's like an integral part of all the dialogue in this series.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And again, just Anya Anya Any- Any reading the minds of these two people who are, you know, who are... Uh, they're-, they're rougher around the edges. And so, you know, Anya just, like, hears things that, oh, she really shouldn't have heard that. I mean, your in particular has so many good jokes later on.
1: Yeah, and uh, I even... Honestly, Anya's abilities really tied into even how your and Lloyd got together because they were both so in their heads and having so many thoughts when they originally met in the tailor shop. But because Anya could hear their thoughts, she knew to kind of jump in and like push them together. So to say,
0: yeah, absolutely. We're kind of jumping ahead, but whatever. Um. So yeah, when, uh, so let's get into your first. Uh, she, she appears in episode two and, she, she's seemingly just a mousy office worker and these uh, other colleagues of her, they're talking about recent events and boys and they point out that Yor is still single at 27 and they said, oh, there's spies everywhere and a 30-year-old bachelorette was arrested. So, you know, maybe maybe Yor should find a man soon. And then uh, yeah. Yor, Yor gets a call from her brother and he's like, hey, have you found a guy yet, yo? And she's like, oh yeah, no, I totally have a boyfriend. I'll bring him to this fancy party. And of course shenanigans ensue um i love yours so much because yeah we learned that your is not a spy your is an assassin again she is a fucking badass yeah
1: Yeah, it's intense kill for sure
0: yeah that's the thing this show is very like nice and fun but we do see your kill people (laughs) yeah so she gets a call from her other boss and she assassinates uh the vice minister of the auditing department and her code name is thorn princess so, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, your cosplay in uh, her Thorn Princess getup I've seen. So yeah, Lloyd he runs into Yor at a clothing store, and she slips right past him and even notices his gaze, which tells him there's more to her than meets the eye. Anya reads Yor's mind and learns she's an assassin. And then Anya is just like, so cool.
1: Yeah, her like she's obsessed with the fact that Lloyd is a spy. So I can't imagine how perfect of a match she thought an assassin and a
0: spy and- was. Anytime uh, Anya says so cool, it's just so fucking funny. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the narrator says uh, Anya was starved for entertainment. (laughs) So yeah, uh, further mind reading lets Anya know that they both need a husband and wife. And so Anya makes a scene whining about her mom being gone so that Yor knows that Lloyd is single. And then Lloyd tells Yor about how he needs her to pretend to be his girlfriend because it was his wife's dying wish to get Anya into the academy. Yor later on, she shows up at this gathering without, uh, Lloyd because Lloyd is too busy going on a mission and beating up, uh, smugglers. And so of course you have that like bitchy, bitchy office worker who's like, oh shit, Yor where, where the hell's your man? And, yeah,
1: uh, we're, like, we're in front of her.
0: yeah, I know again. And you know, Yor is so much prettier than all of them too. Anyways. So then Lloyd shows up bloodied <laughs> and he claims he's Yor's husband. And just completely uh, messes up everything, yeah. and he's just, like, and he's just like, yeah, sorry, a patient attacked me <laughs> because, <laughs> because again, his whole front is that he's a psychologist. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I love. First of all, I love how Lloyd just takes being a psychologist so seriously. Like uh, in episode three, he does like this like mock interview with him, and he behaves like a psychologist. So he's he's very much into his his uh, facade. Yeah, he he loves it. He's so into the fact that he can just get to pretend to be people, and he you know he gives it his all. I love it.
1: Yeah, it sticks to the storyline for sure,
0: for sure. And then yeah, uh, yours bitchy coworker. She tries to drop a hot tray of food on her, but your catches it with a kick, and uh, even some of the hot food gets on the coworker's uh, nose. And then the coworker tries to make your look bad by saying she had to do massage work, uh, which which means something else. <laughs> um. Yeah. But it turns out for your, a massage is code for murder for hire.
1: I did like how, um, even in that moment, Lloyd stuck up for her and he didn't let her just like get her like back, put against the wall by the other girls trying to make her feel bad or like shaming her or whatever. Lloyd was just like, and I think that's great because she did whatever she had to do to support her and her brother. So I like that he, even though he had only just met her, he like publicly stuck up for her. And I thought that that was pretty admirable.
0: Yeah, Absolutely so after this whole thing, uh, uh, Lloyd still has to finish his like a uh, smuggling ring operation. And, uh, Whoa. what is it? What is it? Uh, he says <laughs> all these people attacking them are patients of his, uh, concussive therapy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's trying a new remedy.
0: The stuff he does again, it's the show's humor. Again, it's just so fucking precise. Like these jokes are just so good. They land so well. And also, you know, um, when Daisy suggested doing a comedy, I I looked to Spy Family, but I also was like looking at other series. But I think a lot of Japanese comedy series, uh, you know, they're they're definitely funny in their own right. But again, comedy comedy is is difficult to translate. But for this show, you know, I think again, there's a reason why it's been such a huge uh seller worldwide. Because again, these jokes work for like, you know, whether you're Japanese, whether American, I think they they just work on every level, you know?
1: Yeah, they land very well.
0: Um, so yeah, Yor buys, uh, this excuse of, uh, concussive therapy and Lloyd isn't sure if Yor is the sharpest or dumbest person he's met. <laughs> and then, yeah, they have this, uh, scuffle with the smuggling ring and then Yor asks Lloyd to marry her and they can keep the marriage up even after the interview. And Lloyd realizes he doesn't have a ring. So he throws a grenade and uses the pin as a ring.
1: Yeah. Which honestly, I, that. I thought that it was such a cute... Like encapsulation of I guess like actually who they are which they they don't even really know like she doesn't know that he's a spy and he doesn't know that she's an assassin but somehow in that moment they almost just kind of got brought together and like I think him proposing with a grenade ring was just so perfect for who they are even though they don't actually fully know that yet with each other
0: yeah absolutely again it's the funny dynamic of anya knowing who these two people are and they don't and again it's and then anya misinterpreting what they're thinking again it's just perfect comedy it really is just like the perfect sitcom scenario um someone once said i think this is jerry seinfeld he said that sitcoms are about miscommunication and again all the jokes here are about characters miscommunicating things in hilarious ways
1: yeah that's That's so true. true i never
2: thought of it that way that's very true
0: yeah, so in episode three, uh, we learned they have separate rooms. Uh, Anya, no, not Anya, nor- <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd and Yor have separate rooms, and then they share one for appearances, of course. And then Frankie, uh, we haven't talked about Frankie enough. Frankie is like uh, Lloyd's man on the inside. Frankie's always got the juice, you know?
1: Yeah, I think Frankie is a great supportive um, role in the anime. I think he really adds, even though the show is funny throughout, like moments of just like extra comedic relief. Like even before in an earlier episode, um, before Lloyd had met Yor, when he dressed up Frankie as a woman and he had Frankie in like makeup and pearls and a dress. And he was like, oh God, he's like, this is just not gonna work.
0: So so when uh Yor is uh bringing her things to the apartment, Anya of course is like, you know, looking for things to play with. And then in like one of the boxes it has all of Yor's weapons and Enough poison to kill an elephant. The mock interview, oh my god, I think this was maybe my favorite part of uh, this batch of episodes because some of the stuff here is just gold. So, Lloyd, he's doing this mock interview with Anya and Yor, and he asks Anya where she lives. She says, (laughs) I live at Anya's house. (laughs) And she says, uh, sometimes Papa has to lock me up inside so I just have to watch TV alone instead.
1: Yeah, and god... She ever tells another adult that i know
0: that's the other thing too so anya's favorite show is a show called spy war and that also ties into a number of episodes where like anya just wants to recreate scenarios from this cartoon
2: it's very sweet how they've tied in anya's love for things with her love for spies yeah like who lloyd and twilight
0: is and i
2: think it's really it's it's like they're the perfect match without either of them really knowing well
0: exactly but yeah lloyd doesn't Yep, we know the dynamic. <laughs> uh, so uh, Lloyd asks uh, your what's a normal way to pass? And she says, I've seen pa- people pass in all sorts of ways, like cardiac arrest or losing an extensive amount of blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your parenting philosophy? First to strike wins. <laughs> yeah, these are just these are just perfect one-liner jokes.
1: I know, because it's like... She's just so in the world of being an assassin that she almost and so not used to being in like a family that her brain just like doesn't translate to the way that like for the mock interview, you know, she's just so like assassin minded.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's the only thing she knows. So this is
1: just, Yeah, exactly. She's exactly. trying
0: to translate it to being a parent and it's just, you know, I mean, at the very least she's not she's not striking Anya, thank fucking god. It doesn't yeah. go there. There's another moment where like uh, Yor is holding Anya's hand, but then uh, Anya hears uh, Yor's thoughts where it says, there was that time I hugged my brother too hard and ended up breaking two of his ribs. And so Anya (laughs) just runs away.
1: Uh huh. She does that a few times because even Lloyd gets sketched out about like enemies in the crowd and she'll always, she always hears the thoughts and then they're like, whoa, like what's going on? So confused, but little do they know.
0: I mean, again, you could say that for every fucking episode of this show until the end. Little do they know, little do they know. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the dynamic.
2: Spoiler alert for us, maybe. Do they ever find out?
0: I've only watched the first 13 episodes of the series. There's so far 25 of them.
2: And. Even up until episode thirteen, Lloyd and and
0: no, they still don't know. Uh, they do get a dog though. Oh, is the they dog
2: is a... the dog have a personality?
0: Yeah, the dog has a, the dog has a power. It has the power of precognition, and its name is Bond. Nice, yeah.
2: that makes sense. Checks out.
0: Yeah, checks out with the dynamic for sure. Uh, and it's a very it's a big floofy dog. It's uh, I don't know, Maybe... it's not a German Shepherd, but if if you look up Spy Family dog, it's it's a big floof. Maybe a Saint Bernard. Yeah, Saint Bernard, that's the way i putting it. Um so when they go to a museum, uh, Anya sees boobies and is very excited and then she also sees uh just like a bust with without a head and she's like, "Oh, decapitation." <laughs> and then your your admires the guillotine and I think it's more than admiration. I think she's like kind of turned on by just seeing the guillotine.
1: Really? I thought it sh- yeah, <laughs> that part I was like she seemed like Scared or kind of like shut down. Like she went quiet. I didn't really understand what it was.
0: I think it was like a deep admiration. Cause again, she's an assassin. So she's like, Oh, yeah. is this something is this something I could do? It's like mm, yeah. here, here here's an assassination idea.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, uh, yeah, they go to the, the museum and like Anya is drawing, and then um Anya is like drawing pictures of of Lloyd and your but like what they actually do, and she's like super worried that like they'll find out, and so she's like trying to cover up the picture. But of course, you know, Yor and Lloyd are just like, oh, that's a very pretty picture of your spy show.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So well, they're having dinner and Anya's playing with her food. And then you also see uh, Yor playing with her knife. Yeah. Again, he, Yor yeah. is like such a funny character. Her humor is just so dry. I think, you know, they're all very funny. But I think Yor has the best jokes, in my opinion. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I like that they are three lonely
2: people that, like, really, that really love each other. You can tell that there's a sweet love and, like, a need for each other. Like, need, n- n- none of them are willing to part from one another, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. They're all doing it for the mission, but, you know, what happens, you know, when the mission ends? Well, you know, it's like,
2: a- in, a, in, a, in an underlining way, you know? Uh one's walking.
0: Um, so, yeah, you're and Lloyd, uh, they take down a robber, and the old la- lady um, who was robbed by the robber, she praises them as a family. So, it's like, oh, shit, maybe this will actually work out.
1: Yeah, I found that that was actually a really cute, like almost kind of pivotal moment for them because I think that morning they were getting kind of frustrated and really putting pressure on. They said, we need to act like a normal family. Like, how do we act like a normal family? And then doing something that actually was what makes them not normal, which is like chasing bad guys and like stopping robbers and stuff like that, ended up being exactly what brought them together as a quote normal family so i thought that was really sweet how it just perfectly tied in that it's like who they are what makes them a family when they were just trying to be a normal family even before
0: absolutely you hit the nail on the head and then there's another great joke that ends the episode off where it's uh where lloyd asks anya you're out on a walk and happen to see one of your classmates do something naughty what do you do and on your response i would jump on them beat them up and mush their face in the ground and then, you know, he's like, okay, Anya, maybe you need to forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> the, the influence is rubbing off a little too hard.
1: Yeah. yeah. Too many spy shows.
0: Too many spy shows, too many uh, spy and assassin parents. And then uh, the final episode we're discussing is the Eden Academy admissions exam day. This is the big day. And that's why I felt, you know, covering just these four episodes kind of works because it is kind of, you know, it's kind of an arc, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: It's, like, the first core of the series. And then, mm. you know, the stuff later. I mean, the stuff I'm disappointed that we didn't get to cover is uh, when Yanya is actually at the school. And then, you know, you get a whole new cast of characters with her classmates. Yeah, I don't think this was the episode you watched. What was episode five about? Just, like, a brief synopsis? Or what was, like, the, the one idea of that?
1: I only just watched the very beginning of episode Oh,
0: okay, five. gotcha.
1: But at episode five, I believe not to jump... but episode four ends with them not getting in and then episode five is them she's actually she's on like the recall list where if where if another child with admission like drops out then she goes in
0: yeah i mean spoiler alert they do get in eventually because of course the the story has to progress um but there's one episode where like anya has previously um done something mean to, uh, one of the students. And I think it's the student who like, they're supposed to, um, the son of Donovan, who's like the big bad of the show effectively. And mm-hmm. so Lloyd is like, listen, Anya, you have to apologize. But of course, Anya doesn't want to apologize. So the joke of the whole episode is like Lloyd, uh, infiltrating the academy and finding ways, to, uh, where he's just like, you know, writing the word, sorry, in different ways to, to get Anya to do it. And of course, you know, shenanigans.
2: Yeah, ensues,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's just like, okay, Anya, listen, you gotta say sorry. And then, you know, he's like spilling it out in the trees or some shit like that or <laughs> whatever. Again, these jokes are precise. Uh, so yep. anyways, it's the day of the exam. It's a big day. Big moment. See- big moment for them all. Uh, we see a fat child who gets stuck in a grate. And yep. um, Lloyd rescues them. And uh, you're even brought a change of clothes. So the, uh, the lead... Like, the main director of the academy, or I think at least at, of admissions, is this guy named Henry Henderson. And he's just this, this skinny dude with a long white beard. And he's
1: obsessed with elegance.
0: Obsessed with elegance. And, you know, he, he's the most critical of all of uh, the instructors. I mean, maybe he's a bit softer than the other guy who we meet later on. But at the very mm-hmm. least, he's the one who's, like, really observing every single uh, parent. And, and so. Yeah, testing them in like the wackiest of ways. So you know, he's like, okay, you know, every parent is gonna mess up on the fat child being stuck at the grade. And it's like, even if they rescue him, they'll get dirty. So, but nope, uh, your your and Lloyd are always prepared. <laughs> and then a stampede happens, but your takes the the head of the stampede, which is a cow, she takes it down, and it's because she took yoga classes and learned pressure points.
1: Yeah, I know and, and Lloyd in the window like the elegant.
0: They and henry henderson fucking rules he's just such yeah. a silly character so yeah lloyd is analyzing the three men interviewing them uh walter evans is a nice man he asks some pretty easy questions murdoch swan is uh the divorced man yeah he's a piece I, of work he's a piece of work his whole thing is like yeah he's divorced he doesn't have custody at his kids so he just likes to disparage families to make himself feel better and uh, he asks, uh, he asks Anya, not, this isn't Murdoch, this is uh, Walter Evans. He asks Anya, what do you want to do at Eden Academy? And she says, I'll find out what the organization boss is planning.
1: <laughs> she she reads, she reads Lloyd's mind. Like, so he, Lloyd answers in his head and then she, cause is. she have answers, so she just repeats what he says and he, and then Lloyd's like, wait, what is she saying? Cause she just <laughs> like, thought that he was like feeding her the answers basically.
0: Yeah. I know so so funny um so Anya's asked do you know what it takes to succeed and she's like yes it's like running through a jungle to get strong
1: yeah with no weapons and he's like oh I don't think it's that intense but I love the spirit
0: I know Henry is impressed by all of Anya's answers like he's the one who's just like oh my god she's doing it all correct even the uh the organization boss one he's like okay well yeah you're just trying to impress the director of the academy so that makes sense." Uh, unfortunately, uh, Murdoch, he acts like an asshole because he asks Anya, which of your parents do you prefer? The one who's gone or the one, uh, who, who you currently have, which is your, and that causes Anya to freeze up and cry. And then it provokes Lloyd so hard. He nearly punches him, but instead he smashes the table because there was a mosquito.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. But- and, I- and I did like how he even, he was trying to like talk himself out of getting angry at first. And he was like calm for the mission for the mission but you know like throughout the first three episodes he genuinely has built such a strong bond and care for Anya and so he's kind of now like parental instincts kick in and he he does get protective and I actually I thought that was I thought that was sweet
0: absolutely and uh, it turns out for Anya and it turns out Henry Henderson ends up being the one punching Murdoch which is yeah
1: yeah I know I like how how the guys had their back because he was because they walked out and he was like if this school like prides themselves on tormenting children's feelings then we've chosen the wrong school which probably no one has ever uttered those words to those men before you know that school is so prestigious and seen as so like so highly thought of and so the fact that they the other two guys had their back in that i liked
0: that yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, it's actually the the most correct answer anyone could say at that interview because, again, it's like, oh, no, we want this guy.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: L- Lloyd and Yor, they they comfort Anya after this, uh, and, you know, they, they still keep their hopes up, but at the very end of the episode, their family photo falls down, which is like, oh, shit, that might not be a good omen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the end of this batch. Actually, there's, there's one more thing we didn't talk about. There's a really good line that Yor- Lloyd makes, at the end of the first episode where he says he became a spy because he wanted to make a world where kids don't cry.
1: Oh Oh, yeah. And then that, that like kind of perfectly, um, that perfectly kind of circled back around in episode four.
0: Yeah. Cause he's just like, no, I can't, I can't abide someone willing to make children cry and belittle them.
1: Yeah. And I like that he stuck to that.
0: All right. We we're at the end. Do you have any more thoughts on, uh, this batch of episodes before we go to our favorite segments, cue the music.
2: Speed wagon, speed wagon, speed wagon, speed wagon, speed wagon,
0: speed wagon, speed wagon, Allow me to elucidate you. The name is Robert E. O. Speedwagon. So, for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this batch of episodes. I'll go first, just to give you guys a bit more time. I got to give it up to Henry Henderson. He's an honorable man. You know, he he prides himself on elegance. He is a suitable speed wagon for for this batch of episodes. Yeah. What about you, Daisy McKenna?
2: I love him. I think he's really cool. And I love that he's like into elegance and that he um, was kind of test because
1: it was all about tests, right? Yeah, he was about testing and he was like treating them kind of strictly like really seeing who they are. Yeah. But then they showed him who they are, not during a test necessarily. And then that was really what struck him the strongest, I'd say. Yeah. So I like that.
0: Is this a unanimous speed wagon then? Are we all in for Henry Henderson?
1: Yeah, I think I think that I really I'm all in. He has my vote.
0: Fantastic. All right. Final thoughts um again i'll go first just to give you y'all a, a bit more time to to think yeah spy family it's a wonderful series i think it's a great intro anime for people because again it's a funny sitcom i want to say again it it does get more serialized uh as it goes on there are there are eventually arcs to it but again it's just as as i've said before it's just so precise the gigs work so darn well the character dynamics are just so strong that like yeah you just easily Want to see these three characters in different funny situations? Which that's that's a perfect sitcom, you know. It's like Seinfeld. It's like you just want to see how does Kramer uh, get out of this crazy situation, or you know, what's George going to do? What's going to happen when Homer decides to become a, a a snowplow man?
1: Yeah, you love watching their shenanigans. You love watching them kind of fumble around, but. At the end of the day you do always still want to see them like succeed and like do well and watch the story continue
0: yeah absolutely um so far the series is still ongoing so there isn't an ending yet so you can even if you even want like want to read the manga there is the shonen jump app for for three dollars a month you can read uh unlimited shonen jump comics uh which includes spy family also chainsaw man also hundreds of like other series. So it is probably some of the best value. uh, There is honestly $3 a month for unlimited manga. And, you know, you can keep check that out. You can, you know, you can keep up on spy family. You can read new chapters weekly and they're translated officially. So, you know, pretty darn good value.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. Are mangas the one you read backwards?
0: Yeah. But you get used to that quickly enough.
2: I know a thing or two about mangas,
0: you know, a thing or two Uh, (laughs) for sure. All right. uh, Daisy, what are your final thoughts?
2: Well, thoughts, honestly, I like anime. I'm into it, and um, Spy, not X Family, just Spy Family, right back, um, is a great show to kind of like kickstart your way into something that's like lighthearted with like, while also carrying some some good amount of heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of I liked Lloyd's approach to parenting. I really did. I think he is cool, and um, I think. He, it's his dynamic with Anya is really, really, really sweet. And he's a good guy. And I can't wait to see him discover that he's a good guy. Because I feel like that's going to be part of his character arc as well. That he's going to start to see that maybe he's not as evil and badass as, as he'd like to think he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a softie. And didn't Anya say that in her, in her thought moment when she had her thought bubble? She was like, daddy's a softie or something. Papa's a softie.
0: That's the fun thing too about this series. It's like that there is technically like this war between you know the the Unity Party and the Nationalist Party or whatever, but it just really doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Th- that's why uh, Tetsuya Endo chose to just give it a fictional setting because you know y- you don't want to think about like real people dying. It's like again, yeah. if, it was like, if it's like set in Berlin and Russia, it's like okay, well, real people existed during the yeah, Cold War; yeah, they were killed, yeah. but here. Here, it's just background. It's like, sure, there is a war, and, you know, sh- they'll they'll use that just to further the plot. But again, the plot just serves the antics, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What about you, McKenna? Your final thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, I think Daisy summed it up really well. I love that we're only four episodes in, and we are genuinely building, like, a care for the dynamic of the characters as individuals and themselves. We're watching them grow. And yeah, I think that we're seeing different sides than these people thought that they even had to themselves. So I think I'm definitely going to continue watching and carry on with the storyline. I think it's a super well done show. I like it a lot.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think before I end it off, it's funny because my mom was like, my mom was like uh, telling me, oh, yeah, Daisy didn't like Chainsaw Man. What other shows can you recommend, Daisy? And my mom was like, oh, yeah, why don't you do Carol and Tuesday? Because my mom actually has watched that We've already covered it on the podcast. That was the issue. It was actually like one of the first episodes uh, we ever did on this podcast. But Carolyn Tuesday, if you just want to watch it, if you want to watch it, dear listener, or haven't checked out our podcast, that's a fantastic series. It's about two girls starring uh, a little band on Mars. It's uh, really, it's, yeah, it's a cute series. It's also, it also gets kind of deep into politics towards the end. The message is like kind of, you know, about pro-immigration, because like one of the characters, her mother is like this, um, far-right politician and so her band ends up kind of change, unbeknownst to them like the the characters are borderline apolitical but just the things that they do end up kind of changing uh, the world on Mars for the better Um, and it's got fantastic music the characters are great you know tons of great jokes Um, there's another show called Mob Psycho 100 which is kind of it's also a, a series that you know features action but it's more about this psychic named Mob He's a powerful psychic, but he really just wants to make friends. And mm-hmm. so the core arc of the show is like, yes, sure. He, you know, he, he has badass psychic fights with people, but really he just, you know, wants to make friends and, and kiss girls. That's what matters <laughs> to him the most. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's another great show. It just ended actually recently. They only did three seasons because it's just, you know, end on a high note. I'm already sad that it's over. You know, it's nice for shows to end on a high note, but you're also like, shit, I want more.
1: Yeah, exactly. I totally know what you mean
0: um all right let's get into plugs uh daisy where can people find you or or do you even want to be found you are allowed to identify yeah. as a private citizen I, i'm an offliner. you're a, you're a private citizen mckenna are you a private citizen i
1: am actually
0: fantastic that means i don't have to write plugs in the show notes so less work for me um <laughs> you can find me at uh only Real jack M on twitter jack is jack on instagram find is this anime pod at is this anime pod on instagram and twitter we're barely on Twitter. We we do post a bit better on the Instagram, but you know, I guess this is where I say, you know, we're hoping to maintain a stronger recording schedule. I think, um, first of all, the fact that we did have to <laughs> change shows mid-flight, that was an issue, which is why this episode is coming about two weeks later. Also, of course, you know, without Malcolm, it is a bit more difficult to to schedule because I'm down a man. But hey, we we do see that listenership has gone up uh surprisingly. It seems y'all are really. Y'all are really into the backlog, which is good because I'm like, okay, well, you know, the episodes do better in the long run than they do in the short run, which I guess is nice. So you could be listening to this episode in 2024 for all I know. Maybe maybe there's multiple seasons of Spy Family and you can just check it out after listening to this podcast. So any other thoughts, Uh, Daisy and McKenna, before we go?
1: Uh, No, I feel like we've really perfectly summed and wrapped up the show. I, I agree, Jack. This has been a great
2: introduction to anime.
0: Honestly, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, come for another one because that's the thing about anime. There is always new anime. It is it is never ending. Uh, there are always new shows. Uh, much to my joy and also frustration, because I'm like, oh shit! Now I gotta watch even more of this.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a fantastic episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, have a great day.
2: Thanks. Thank Trek. you for having
1: us.